Welcome to the Mystic Women Podcast with your host, Mystic Women founder, Marlon. From topics like spirituality, connecting to spirit and psychic abilities to spiritual awakening, Marlon helps you navigate the world of spirit in a down-to-earth way. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mystic Women Podcast. I am Marlon. So happy you're here, as always. And today we're going to explore how can we gain control of our emotions. That is a difficult one for sure for many, many people, if not for all of us. There is a quote by Edith Egger, and I love this quote so much. It says, it is a choice, no matter how frustrating or boring or constraining or painful or oppressive our experience, we can always choose how we respond. Now, Edith Egger is a clinical psychologist who survived the Holocaust, and she has dedicated her career to help us understand trauma, anger, rage, resilience, and the power of getting to choose how we see ourselves. This is powerful. It is powerful to go through all she went through, surviving the Holocaust, and here she is teaching us how to control our emotions, how to show up in the world in a more positive way. That is beautiful. Now, before we continue, I want to, as always, go ahead and draw a card from my tarot deck. I like to say that if you're listening right now, chances are that you should be listening to the message I'm about to say. So the card that I got from my tarot deck is the death card. Now, don't worry do not worry. The death card has nothing to do with what you assume it has to do with. The death card is all about growth and transformation. It is symbolic of cycles and seasons of change. It is definitely the most feared and misunderstood card in the tarot deck. What the death card actually represents, it's a period of transition in your life. Something is going to end or even more amazing things to flourish. Sometimes we hold on to the past when the past does not really serve us any purpose other than learned lessons, but we cling so tightly to the past that we are unable to see the opportunities and possibilities that are in front of us. This card is reminding you to let go so that you can make way for the transformation that is coming your way. The death card also has a lot to do with letting go of unhealthy attachments. Once you let go of these attachments, you make way for a more fulfilled, deeper meaning in your life. So think about it. What habits are you clinging on to that are not serving you? What people, situations, habits, what are you holding on to that is not serving you? Let go of that baggage that you're carrying around and make way for the amazing things coming your way. Do not block your blessings. This card also reminds us to go with the flow of change. Sometimes we try to fight change and we're very reluctant to let change do what it has to do. This card lets you know that change is coming whether you want to or not. And if you decide that you're going to fight it, then things are going to be a lot more difficult for you. Whereas if you accept the change and go with that flow of change, things are going to turn out amazing for you. I truly hope this message found its owner. 
I like to think that the right person at the right time is going to be listening to this exactly when they have to listen to it. So, all right, let's go ahead and move on to the topic of today's episode, which is how to gain control of your emotions. Very difficult to do, but it's not impossible. And we're going to chat about how you can make this happen. Now, most people tend to act out of their emotions. They literally act out their emotions without even questioning whether or not their emotions make any sense. Other people have the tendency to suppress their emotions, which is, if not as equally as bad, it's actually, I believe, worse. Because when you suppress your emotions, it's just bottling up inside of you. And it eventually is, it's like you're shaking a bottle. And every time you suppress another emotion, you just shake and shake the bottle even more. Eventually, that bottle is going to burst. And it's going to burst in front of the person who typically has nothing to do with what you were originally mad about. So definitely, both acting out on our emotions and suppressing them is just not the way to control them. I've also met a lot of people who confuse their emotions for their intuition. These are people that typically do not understand their emotions very well. They don't understand where their emotions are coming from. So they tend to confuse it with intuition, which intuition is just an inner knowing, very different to emotion. Emotion is more predictable than intuition, in my opinion. Intuition basically comes out of nowhere. We can't really even explain where intuition comes from. Now, most people can't explain where intuition comes from. Intuition definitely comes from spirit and from a higher power, a higher intelligence. That's where I believe, at least, that intuition comes from. But emotion is just a human function. It happens to absolutely everybody. Truth is, is that you need to gain control of your emotions in order to truly feel intuition and to truly be able to differentiate between emotion and intuition. So let's figure it out. How do we regulate or control our emotions? There's actually something called emotional intelligence, which it basically means emotional intelligence. It's like our way of being aware of our emotions and knowing how to regulate them and how to express them correctly and be able to do the same to the emotions of others. Now, emotional intelligence is definitely not something that everyone naturally has. It can, however, be learned. Now, as someone with bipolar, I can attest to the fact that it is very difficult to regulate your emotions when you suffer from a mental illness or you suffer with your mental health. Learning to do it is extremely difficult and it's a process. Something that I learned some time ago, I actually did a little ebook about it. It was, it had to do with primary and secondary emotions. And by learning the difference between the two, I was able to navigate my own emotions a lot better. So what are primary emotions, first of all? Let's say you get in a car crash, God forbid, but let's say you get in a car crash. You would likely feel an emotion of fear. Now, a secondary emotion is the product of the primary emotion. So this, the primary emotion leads to the secondary emotion. 
So for example, a secondary emotion may be to feel anxious. Now, psychologists have identified about, it's about six uh, primary emotions. These are shame, surprise, anger, sadness, joy, and fear. From those primary emotions, there are various secondary emotions that fall under each of these specific primary emotion categories. There's actually something called the wheel of emotions, which you can Google it. It's very interesting to actually visualize it. One thing is me explaining it to you. Another thing is you actually having it in front of you. So if you'd like, pause this right now and Google wheel of emotions and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Let me give you another example. Let's say you're scrolling down Instagram and you find perhaps a series of pictures of someone where their life looks absolutely perfect. And for some reason, you start experiencing the primary emotion of anger, which then leads to the secondary emotion of jealousy. Now, we won't suppress our emotions and we will not act them out. So acting them out might be, I don't know, saying something really mean in the comments of the person whose pictures you're looking at. Suppressing them would be acting like it didn't happen and just ignoring it. What can we actually do instead? What I would do is feel the emotion. Actually confront my emotion. I would first confront my primary emotion of anger and ask myself, Why are you angry at this person you don't even know? And then I would question my secondary emotion of jealousy and ask the same same question. And once you ask these questions, you start digging a little deeper into yourself and you start getting to know yourself a little better. Perhaps this person has something that you want to have. In the case, in the example that we gave, we said that it seems that this person has a perfect lifestyle. Now, wouldn't you think that perhaps your emotions are a little flawed because you're assuming that someone's pictures on Instagram or wherever it may be, whatever social media platform it may be, you're assuming that their life is those pictures. You're not understanding that their life isn't only those pictures. There's a lot that they don't share. Perhaps you're jealous because Who knows, the person has a business and you want to have a business too or whatever it may be, the person is very fit and you want to be very fit as well. Your emotions speak to you. They speak to your inner most inner thoughts and they really speak about your subconscious and those are really, really deep thoughts to play with. Now, I am not telling you to go out there and analyze every single one of your emotions. I am, however, telling you to analyze the emotions that are controlling you. Perhaps you're someone who is consistently jealous of other people. You're always jealous of other people. It's very difficult for you to be happy for them. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means that you don't have full control of that primary emotion, which is anger, and you're not understanding your secondary emotion of jealousy. You're not breaking them apart. You're not asking the right questions. And if you were to ask the right questions, you'd get to the bottom of why you feel jealousy. 
and you'd be able to have more control over that primary emotion of anger. Now, self-regulating or controlling our emotions, let's call it self-regulating our emotions, which is the correct way of saying it. So self-regulating our emotions is sort of like taking a pause between your emotion and the action that you want to take based on your emotion. Self-regulation really lets you think things through and sort of step back and analyze the situation. Self-regulation is being able to stay calm under pressure. So I want to talk about three things that I actually did myself in order to regulate my emotions a little better, to gain more control of my emotions. Before I was even aware or even knew about primary or secondary emotions, I realized that I had a problem with my emotions or the way I reacted to certain situations. At the time, I didn't even know they were my emotions that I was reacting to. But I decided that there was something I had to do about it. I was really getting into a lot of arguments with people and I really didn't identify with that type of person. I wasn't a person to just explode over any minimal thing, but I did catch myself often engaging in arguments with people over minimal things that could have definitely been avoided. So I decided to practice meditation and I truly tried. I remember when I first tried meditation, I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, sitting there thinking about nothing didn't really seem to resonate with me. So I remember saying, okay, I'm going to get a focal point. I would light a candle and I would stare at the candle for a while and then I would close my eyes. And I learned that instead of fighting the thoughts that would come my way, I would sort of just float with them and I wouldn't fight them because I felt that when I was fighting them, they would become bigger. And without truly realizing it, I was practicing mindfulness. I was sort of just being present in the moment. I was becoming aware of the present moment. I had no idea that I was actually practicing something called mindful meditation, which is actually exactly what I was doing, which was noticing my thoughts and becoming like a witness to my thoughts. It's really about not suppressing your thoughts or trying to stop them from coming your way as you're meditating. It's sort of like just watching your thoughts unfold. I remember that when I would get very angry at something or something would end up triggering me, I would say, I need to meditate, and I would find a spot somewhere, wherever I was, if it was possible, and I would try to meditate. The wonderful thing about meditation is that you can really do it anywhere. You don't need crystals, you don't need sage, you don't need anything really, you just need yourself. And those that get very skilled at meditation can do it basically anywhere, which is exactly the point of it in the first place. Now, as I started to become more mindful throughout my meditations, I started to be able to pause and actually notice my emotions in the same way that I was noticing my thoughts during meditation. And then I started to question them. I started to ask them questions like, why am I feeling that way? Why am I getting that emotion? So I would ask myself questions. If I would get angry at something, I would question myself and say, okay, why are you feeling that way? What triggered you? Who triggered you? 
why did this person trigger you? Why is it that what they said triggered you so badly? And I started to learn a lot about the people around me and my environment and the things I was engaging with that were triggering me. I started to realize things about myself and my past. Things from my childhood actually started to rise up and remind me of, okay, this might be the reason why this is triggering me. It's reminding me of past trauma. And so in essence, I really got to know myself a lot better. And once I did that, once I started to get to know myself better and my triggers, I didn't want to suppress my emotions. I didn't want to run away from them. But I did realize that there was no need for me to be around certain triggers for no reason. So I did start saying goodbye to a lot of people in my life, people that were really serving no purpose, people that were simply taking away more than they were giving. And then I did something very interesting. Once I finally bumped into that wheel of emotions chart, I started looking at all the primary emotions and I asked myself, well, what emotions do I want to be feeling more of? And I, of course, I wanted to feel happiness. That was the goal. I wanted to be happier in my life. The goal wasn't to always be happy because that's impossible, but I did want to experience more happiness in my life. So I started asking myself, what would trigger happiness in my life? Happiness is a primary emotion. Now, the secondary emotions of happiness are proud, accepted, powerful. These were all things that I wanted to feel. All these emotions, I wanted to feel them. So I started to wonder, what did I have to do to feel these emotions? And I started to fill my life with anything and everything that would fill these emotions for me. And little by little, I started to learn what would make me happy. I started to learn what my route should be. It's always a work in progress because we are always figuring out different things that make us happy and we're always learning about ourselves a little more. But flip over to today and I'm very much in control of my emotions. I do feel I have definitely began to learn how to regulate my emotions. I truly feel like I can regulate my emotions and I really do hope that anything I said resonated with you. I know it was a lot of information, but there is so much more that goes into emotions. Emotions is a whole study in psychology. There's so much that goes into it. I totally encourage you to do some of your own research, but absolutely, if you needed a sign to start meditating, this is your sign to start meditating, to finally start a meditation practice, it can really change your life. I do want to remind you that this is a work in progress. This takes a long time to figure out. It takes a while to figure out. So take your time understanding your triggers and understanding your emotions. It's not a race. If you need the help of a mental health professional, absolutely look for one. And remember to just take it one step at a time, one day at a time. This isn't a race, nor is it about who can heal faster. This is a lifelong journey. Again, I want to thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I am the founder of Mystic Women Co. Mystic Women Co. is a beautiful, sacred app available for Android and Apple. We are an app for spiritual women. 
Our app offers monthly workshops, full moon and new moon workshops, spiritual development workshops. So you get four workshops every single month. They are pre-recorded so you can enjoy them whenever you like. We also launch spiritual ebooks and guided meditations every single month. Plus, we have a sisterhood chat where you can jump on there and talk to spiritual women who are going through their journeys just like you. You can download the app for seven days absolutely free. If you don't like it, no strings attached, but I'm certain you're going to love it. Again, I want to thank you so much for being here. My name is Marlene. Love and light always.